0: Wellington snatched two hours sleep before riding south to join the Dutch troops who were already engaged with Napoleon's legendary Marshal Ney at Quatre Bras. Seven miles to the east, Napoleon and the main French body were hammering the Prussian line at Ligny. Ligny was to prove Napoleon's last victory. The Prussians put up a gritty defense and finally withdrew with most of their forces battered but intact. At Bras, although the Anglo-Dutch units had managed to hold on against Ney, they had been prevented from reinforcing Blücher. The Prussian defeat at Ligny forced the British to retreat from Bras and take up a defensive position at Waterloo. Napoleon dispatched one of his commanders, Marshal Grouchy, to harry the Prussians with 30,000 men, with orders to stop Blücher from linking up with Wellington. Then he himself turned against the British. Napoleon now turned against Wellington, marching northwest towards Brussels and the low ridge at Waterloo. He had already committed a strategic error in assuming that he had neutralized the Prussians. Whilst they had been beaten at Ligny, one of their corps, Boulot's Fourth, had not been engaged at all. In fact, it lay behind the main Prussian position, well placed to march on Waterloo. Napoleon did leave Grouchy with 33,000 men to harry the Prussian rearguard, but Grouchy should have been attacking the Prussian vanguard, which was moving towards Wellington. Although the 16th had been a hard-fought day, and although they had not managed to link up, Wellington and Blucher had kept both armies more or less intact. Now they were in communication, and Wellington expected Blucher to join him at Waterloo. He reckoned he could beat the French with the assistance of one Prussian corps, and Blucher was less than a day's march away with three. Wellington had chosen the ridge at Waterloo as a fallback position. The original plan had been to link up with Blücher sooner and attack Napoleon further south with a unified Anglo-Prussian force of overwhelming strength. Napoleon's clever thrust on the 16th had put a premature end to that plan, so now the British would adopt a defensive posture and await support from Blücher. In Flanders, it rained all night on the 17th of June, 1815. Hundreds of thousands of men from across the many nations of Europe attempted to sleep it out, nervously aware that the morning was likely to bring battle and death. Some weeks earlier in Brussels, Wellington had pointed to a scruffy British infantryman lounging around in a park. There. It all depends on that article whether we do the business or not. Give me enough of it and I am sure. Still, he was not sure. He had only six battalions from his original Peninsula Army. He doubted the experience and training of the newer British regiments, together with the Dutch and German troops. He knew his cavalry were brave but ill disciplined, and Blücher's Prussians had been soundly beaten two days earlier, evidence that Napoleon's veterans were as chillingly competent as ever. Though Wellington and Napoleon had even numbers, and Wellington had the advantage of being on the defensive, the Duke had always credited Napoleon as being the equivalent of 40,000 men himself and he could only be certain that the battle's outcome would be uncertain. Things went wrong for the French even before the battle began. The heavy rains of the night before forced Napoleon to delay his first assault until mid-morning, hoping that the sodden ground would dry out some. Dry ground would improve the effectiveness of his artillery and make it easy for his attacking army to move. As he was waiting out the morning, he did not know that Bulow's Prussian corps was tramping through the mud towards the right flank. Although Waterloo is possibly the most famous battle in history, nobody is sure when the battle actually began. One of those idiosyncrasies Wellington noted about the battle when he later commented, the history of a battle is not unlike the history of a ball. Some individuals may recollect all the little events of which the great result is the battle won or lost, but no individual can recollect the order in which, or the exact moment at which, they occurred, which makes all the difference as to their value or importance. What is known is that the initial attack was made against Hougoumont, a stronghold in front of the Allied right. This farm effectively protected Wellington's right rear, also serving as a firebase to interfere with French attacks against his center. Through most of the day, the French mounted a series of infantry and artillery attacks, with furious hand-to-hand fighting. The mini-battle for Hugo sucked in thousands of troops from both sides, but the Allies managed to continue to cling to it.